Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests. But what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Welcome to this week's episode of Cultural Quarter of an Hour. I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying some sunshine. Feels like it rained and we had a thunderstorm every day recently. But we have got some sunshine as I'm recording this and the weather does seem to think that it's going to be sunny for at least another day. So fingers crossed you are listening to this in some sunshine. And talking about sunshine, there's something about the sunny weather that makes me feel like I want to go out for uh, lots of walks and lots of exploring and that's sort of a little bit about what I'm talking about today. I've been chatting you see with Laurel Gallagher who is one of the co-directors of Urban Wilderness and I wanted to know how lockdown has affected them as well as find out about what they are getting up to. Lockdown has definitely been challenging we had a full summer's program of outdoors, creative, fun, engaging community events um, and activities planned between most of our delivery is April to September. Um, and all of that, every single bit was cancelled. So that took some getting used to. Yeah. Um, we had to, we did furlough the company for a month. We, we spent April and May wrapping up projects, which luckily we squeezed this amazing project in, in March, the week before lockdown with school children in uh, Middleport, which we built a house out of pallets with them and it was amazing and, and really wonderful. But now afterwards we looked at the film and we were so sad because we were like, oh, we can't do that anymore. But yes, yeah, so we kept ourselves busy for a bit wrapping up projects, but uh, we spent May furloughing we've the three co-directors myself isla and jenny we've all got children so it yeah it was a double whammy of losing all of your work trying to figure out what to do and then having all of your children at home at the same time and trying to help them and make sure they're okay yeah, challenging times really for everybody. And I'm sure that sort of hits hits a nerve of lots of people who are be listening as well. So looking now to the future or the now as it is, the your latest project is Wastelands. Tell me about that, please. So we're so grateful to the Arts Council. They've been amazing at supporting arts organisations in this crisis. Uh, they put out emergency funding, which we were lucky, um, amongst other organisations in Stoke, to receive some emergency funding for them. Um, and that was really to sort of change our delivery plans for the summer. Like I said, all of our normal work, community engagement work um, outdoors was out of the picture. So what we thought we'd do is work with other artists and really look at how um, our relationships with our doorstep green spaces have changed during lockdown. And we were thinking about, I think, I think a lot of people, well, everyone, well, lots of people have been locked into their homes and 
I think that a few really interesting things happened like culturally across the nation. And one was around that having one hour's exercise a day. And I think that became really important and significant to people um, to get out and do something. And then if you can't get in your car or catch a bus to go somewhere to maybe the normal places you'd think of going for an hour's exercise, people were forced to explore the areas that they live in. Um, and so we started to realize people were, and we had lots of conversations with people about this, about how they were suddenly discovering uh, spaces in their local area, probably within about a mile, uh, and starting to spend much more time outdoors and valuing access to green spaces that they might not have. Alongside that, though, so that's a positive spin, <laughs> there's also a really difficult issue happening for a great deal of people who are living in urban areas, in cities, people who don't have access to their own personal garden and not being able to access the parks. Obviously, there was a lot of enforcement going on around social distancing. Um, and we thought there's a lot of really difficult issues happening here, people being... Um, Picked on, I think, so it's fair to say, through social media, called out on by, by being out in a public space. And, and social, whether that just be sort of having a picnic, being on a bench, people sort of suggesting that they shouldn't be there. There's too many people in the parks. How are we going to stop them doing that? Um, and I thought that was really, that just highlighted some the, the real difficulties of what do you do if you don't have your own personal private green space and you need... <laughs> <laughs> to be outdoors where do you go so it's complex um there's lots of different issues um especially for the children who we're used to working with we're also concerned about how they're accessing if they are and how they're accessing the outdoors during lockdown so this is a great opportunity for us to uh, work with five artists in Stoke-on-Trent and, and, and get other people's perspectives, different ways of telling these stories. So what stories are you hoping to hear or do you want to hear? Is there any in particular that you're keen to hear? We are interested in particular, I suppose, in people who might feel marginalised, people who might be from groups who feel underrepresented as an artist um, or who feel maybe marginalised and unwelcome in uh, green spaces because we recognise that those voices are not being heard and we feel in a, in a position now where we can work with artists who want to share those stories and we can amplify those stories and put them into a public domain and it can be part of wider debates going on about access to green spaces, particularly in urban areas. You said you want sort of five artists. Is this established artists? Can it be new artists? Can it be people who are just finding their feet as artists during lockdown? Because I think a lot of people, creativity is something that has been, lockdown has helped spark in them a little bit. The call out is specifically for um, artists as individuals, artists as collectives and arts organisations. Because it is Arts Council funded money, it will be for people who, they don't have to be formally trained. The art form that they're working in, we've specified is something that's recognised by the Arts Council. So if it's sort of, we don't mind what medium it's in, whether it's a physical thing, it could be a digital thing, but they would need to sort of self-identify as artists and that they have an ongoing practice and that that's kind of um, part of their sort of professional working life, I suppose. Um, happy for it to take any kind of creative form and 
we think that there might be something we're hoping we might get some collectives coming through as well so that people are kind of using that um using this bit of funding and this bit of time to sort of collectivize their voices and sort of work around issues having said that um i Lockdown has been really isolating and we're also happy to work with artists who are have been isolated within a very small space and then they might even be creating artwork just within their home. It might be people who have been shielding, who are, you know, this is another group of people, people who have um, certain disabilities or different underlying health conditions. There's a really interesting story or you know there's a story that needs to be told i think about people who have um been shielding and been isolated in 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 maybe their home for the entire period and how does that feel and how are they connecting is it just through a window that they're able to connect with the idea of green spaces or through their imagination i mean i suppose because the three of us co-directors we're we've been working in these spaces we've been creating particular kinds of artwork in these spaces and i suppose we see this as an opportunity to diversify the kinds of artwork that's being created so that it's not something that we would think of to do ourselves <laughs> we're kind of us we'd love to be surprised we'd love somebody to come up with some you know a proposal and us be like wow i've never thought of that before <laughs> or i would we would never think to do that and i think that's really important as artists to constantly be challenged so when yeah, so emerging artists, new ideas, that would be great. I want someone to do a soundscape. So it's just all sounds of the space that they've just discovered. That is a really interesting idea. I think sound is really, really provocative and evocative, isn't it? And I think also, you know what's interesting about that, Charlotte, is that um there's sort of two phases to this. Obviously, we're still within a lockdown sort of scenario now. So the work that's made, um, might just be between the artist, it might just be the artist in their home making this work in a very isolated way. Uh, but there will be a phase in September, mid-September, where that work is put into the public domain. And there's a really interesting thing that happens. So for example, if it was a soundscape that you've created in your immediate environment, how then does that change? Like where would you then share that with the audience? Does it come out in a um from an empty shop in a in a in a city centre, does it come out from a, a a van and we're like sharing this sound as we're driving through the streets of Stoke, um, or is it in an art gallery space which is with just like blank white walls but you have these amazing sounds? Um, so that's going to be really exciting as well actually, and that'll be in the autumn when we're hoping <laughs> restrictions might be. Uh, lessened and we might be able to share the work with an audience more easily. This is going to be like a really beautiful snapshot of this weird part of everyone's lives, isn't it? It's, it's at that moment in time. I know when we were talking before we started recording, I was saying how much I've regretted not writing a diary about what, what's going on. But actually, I think some of the, the, the I'm hoping that these podcasts I'm doing for, for, at the moment will help form a picture of what's going on in the future. But these artworks will be a great example of people's responses to lockdown and and the new places they've discovered that's absolutely right yeah exactly and that's why we're so glad to be able to do this because it feels really significant to mark this moment that we're in and i think um 
you know, again, I think what the Arts Council have done is really significant. They've taken a whole year's worth of funding and they've said, we're going to release it now within like within a month. It's <laughs> a year's worth of funding gone out to creatives across the country because there's a really important role for, for creatives to do now is, is to document, to reflect, to interpret, to share what is happening now. It's such a significant moment. And then as well as that, I think that there is also something really like a lot of our work we sort of describe as action research. So by doing, you're learning. And so by being present, by sharing these moments with an audience, what are we going to learn about how we want to use these spaces in the future? We need to be communicating now with each other more than ever. Um, and we need to find out how we want to come together in the future. How will that work? How can we think of creative ways that we can share our stories coming out of lockdown have you found new spaces during lockdown i mean i know you're off out adventuring all the time anyway but have you discovered anywhere new or some or been surprised by somewhere we have actually we have um i suppose we have um you know what i always feel like a fraud when it comes to <laughs> my own family it's classic because I spend so much time taking other people's children out into these wild spaces having these magical experiences then I come home to my kids and suggest these ideas to them and they basically block me out they've been obsessed with technology during lockdown and creating forts inside the house um, and hiding under blankets but I think you know that's Actually, I think that's quite a natural way for children to deal with all the stress that's happening in the world. Um, so relatively recently, they've, they've come round to the idea that they quite like to come outdoors. And so we've spent quite a bit of time. And I suppose that's what it's down to, isn't it? Having more time. So rather than having a busy packed schedule where we've been like, OK, and now we're going to walk the dog and that's done. Um, we've taken a bit more time to explore some of the areas around where we live. Yeah, and the, and the kids actually have gone off and found, uh, they went down uh, to a place near Frogor Canal and they found this um, rope swing and that somebody'd put up there and just, you know, we think, yeah, okay, we can just spend a couple of hours here. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just magical, actually, when you find something new like that that you've probably walked past so many times for years probably walk past this is this funny rickety bridge but because we weren't in a rush then the kids went across the rickety bridge and found this quite magical place now it's their best their best thing i hope you enjoyed listening to that i love talking to laurel and for me i've been out quite a bit recently to try and explore a little bit more about where i live um i don't think i've ever really kept it a secret i live in newcastle and I'm quite close to both Apedale and Silverdale Country Parks. And there are some fantastic places that I hadn't found within those parks before lockdown. Because obviously everybody during lockdown came out to the parks, which is great. It was lovely to see so many people out there. But at the same time, I was a bit like, oh, you're all in my space. So I went off and found new spaces within those parks that I hadn't explored before. So quite often, as Laurel said, there was a path that I just went, I've never been down that path. I'm just gonna have a look down there. 
And that was lovely. It was so much fun. I'd love to hear about the places you found during lockdown, the spaces on your doorstep that you didn't know exist. You know, if we're going to have some positives with the pandemic and everything that's happened, I think this has got to be one of them. So do let me know where you have found your your new spaces. I'd love to hear that. You can get in touch with me in the usual ways. You can find me on Twitter at CQHpod and Cultural Quarter and Hour Podcast on Facebook as well. Until then, I will speak to you next week. <laughs>